Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88 right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network. Wherever you are, this is The Breakfast Show, positively different radio in the morning and you are with the Double L Team, Lyle and... Lawson! Lawson! How are you feeling this morning? Yeah, pretty alright. Alive. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kicking barely. Um, <laughs> oh man, I like... <laughs> me, me, and your son Emerson Southwell, we've like full got into going to the skate park and riding our little scooters around because we're yep. like twelve years old, basically. <laughs> and um, I had some huge crashes yesterday. I can barely walk. Like that's not even a joke. So I'm just super thankful that I can be here. Like that, you know. Um, yeah, pr- praise God. Um, <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> I'm glad you're here as well. It would uh, not be the same if I had to be here and do radio all by myself. It would not. I'm super thankful that I get to go bush every now and then. I went bush oh, yesterday nice. and it was just amazing. Mm-hmm. So much fun. Yeah? Yes, you have no idea. What'd you get to? What'd you get up to? Went bush. Is, is that it? Like, yep. went bush in a car? Yep. Um, went up some hills in yep. the car in the bush? Yep. Oh man, what a good time! It was great. That sounds fantastic. It's amazing. Well, you know, and thankfully the bush didn't catch fire, which was also always a bonus this time of uh, mm. this when these kind of conditions are around. It was kind yeah, of hot yesterday. True. Yeah, it was warm it was here like in the Newcastle Hunter area. It was uh, blazing, and of course, smoky as smoky as always. This is a reminder, you're listening to the Delayed Broadcast here on Faith FM. If you would like to listen to the live show live and participate in the quiz and the prizes and all the other fun things that happen on Faith FM Breakfast Show, then simply download the Faith FM app available on Apple or Android platforms. And uh, yeah, coming up in today's stories, I've I've got a... um Major story hitting the hitting the headlines this morning: the new draft of the Religious Liberty Bill. We're going Ooh, to, to discuss that Religious yes. Freedom Bill here in Australia. One of the most important pieces of legislation ever to hit uh, Australian uh, Parliament. So, we're going to discuss that um, along with legislative changes in Saudi Arabia. Oh, in relationship to women. Oh, here you go. Yep. Yeah, so I'm, we've got some we've got yep. some heavy subjects, I'm, heavy I'm stories coming up this morning, so stay tuned for those. Um, yeah, what are you going to be talking about? I'm going to be talking about uh, the moon. Okay, the moon. I always like a good story about the moon, so looking forward to that. Um, anyway, this is Johnny Cash, The Man Comes Around. And I heard, as it were, the noise of thunder. One of the four beasts saying, come and see. And I saw. And behold, a white horse. There's a man going round taking names. And he decides who to free and who to blame. Everybody won't be treated all the same. There'll be a golden ladder reaching down When the man comes around The hairs on your arm will stand up At the terror in each sip and in each sup Will you partake of that last offered cup Or disappear 
into the potter's ground When the man comes around Hear the trumpets, hear the pipers One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks The whirlwind is in the thorn tree It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks Till Armageddon, no shalom, no shalom Then the father hen will call his chickens home The wise men will bow down before the throne And at his feet they'll cast their golden crowns Whoever is unjust, let him be unjust still. Whoever is righteous, let him be righteous still. Whoever is filthy, let him be filthy still. Listen to the words long written down. When the man comes around, hear the trumpets, hear the pipers. One hundred million angels singing Multitudes are marching to the big kettle drum Voices calling, voices crying Some are born and some are dying It's Alpha and Omega's kingdom come And the whirlwind is in the thorn tree The virgins are all trimming their wicks. The whirlwind is in the thorn tree. It's hard for thee to kick against the pricks. In measured a hundredweight and penny pound. When a man comes around. You're listening to Johnny Cash with The Man Comes Around here on Faith FM. We're about to kick off our quiz for today. Uh, Lawson is busily flicking through the quiz card pile looking for something that he can trip you up with. Let's see if he's going to be successful. The number to call, of course, is 1-800-324-843 or text us on 0491-064-669. Lawson, what do you've got for us there? Okay. Who am I? I... I'm a New Testament priest from the division of Abijah, whose wife came from the line of Aaron. 
Mm-hmm. Okay, if you know the answer, give us a call. 1-800-324-843. Uh, give us a call right now, and there will be a prize coming your way. Let me just write this one down for you, Lawson, just so you know that I've got the uh, correct one there. Yeah. Okay, whatever. Look at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, of course, all about, Lawson, correct. It's all no about. double prizes up for grabs this morning. But uh, that doesn't mean you can't still win a prize. Come on, guys. You, we've, we've got a quiz. There's going to be more clues coming up there during is the show. There is indeed. So get hyped, get pumped, get those phones ready, because we're expecting a call. We are indeed. We are. Positively different news. What okay, positively different news. Let's have a look. So, tomorrow will be the last full moon of the year. Okay. But not only you that... You did say we were going to talk about the moon. Yeah, so tomorrow will be the last full moon of the year. It'll be on the 12th of the 12th. Okay. Which is pretty interesting. That's cool. So, if you look up at the stars... It'll you will say see smoke. ...at 12... <laughs> depending on where you are, on 12... If, <laughs> Think about it. You could line this up because it'll be the 12th of the 12th and you could look up at the stars and, you know, at 12-12 and hopefully you don't see smoke. But, yeah, full moon, which is not only the full moon of this year, Lyle, the last full moon of this year, but it's also the last full moon of this decade. Are we coming to the end of a decade? Yeah. Have you, like, even thought about that? Nope. Like, I fully haven't either. <laughs> like... <laughs> like- yeah, we've just come to... We, we, this, is, this is significant. This is it. I wonder whether it will feel different when we go from uh, one decade to the next. I wonder. They're banning... Well, they're not banning. They are not having fireworks in a lot of places this year. They're taking the money that they were going to be putting into fireworks and sending it to charities instead. Well, there you go. And a number of reasons for that one is in deference to the fireys. Um, who have been fighting fires, mm. and also because in some areas it does pose a bit of a fire risk. Yeah, fully. And with the tinder dry conditions that we have, there's a bunch of places where, yeah, New Year's Eve fireworks are not such a good idea. So I'm, I'm kind of glad. I think that, you know, as much as I love fireworks, it the money will probably be better used going to charities Rather than, yeah, but at the same time, I think a society needs to have time where it just celebrates and enjoys itself and just, you know, spreads the joy around for a while um, and has a bit of a burst of uh, excitement. I think that's necessary to, you know, to good mental health within a community. But, um, yeah, the money, bunch of places, the money's going to charities instead of fireworks. Yeah. So that's yeah. all good. That's positive. That's fantastic. All right. <laughs> so, so that's the moon. That's the moon. That's Next, the moon, moon done. Look, look, wait, check this out. This is like the best thing I've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> this is a real Christmassy spirit story. Um, but in the kind of Christmas spirit of like the movie Die Hard. This is, this is awesome. <laughs> okay, this is awesome. Just hear me out. Just hear me out. Okay. So <laughs> the question is, is that a Christmas movie or not? No, we won't even go there. Let's not even Let's think not about, talk that. about just, that. I'm just, I'm just like, what on, how can you have a, Positively different news story and the word diehard. How do they even go in the in the in the same sentence? Okay, together? but anyway, just check it out. Okay, so eighty-eight-year-old Korean War veteran Leonard Miller saved a ten-year-old girl from a dog that was attacking her by attacking the dog with a three-foot nutcracker ornament. 
Environmental weapons. Gotta love them. Oh, man. Grab, whatever's, grab whatever is uh, nearest and just go for it. So this is a really cool... So this is a lawn ornament. He just picked up the nearest yeah, lawn ornament which and was, gone after you know, his dog. It's Christmas. It's December. So there it's are like lawn ornaments around. Lawn ornaments. He just picked this thing up and just started whacking at it. And it was like... Um, basically, it was the, the neighbor's pit bull. Um, the, the 13-year-old sister of the girl being attacked ran up to you know his door knocking on the door like, Hey, you know, the, um, the dog's got my little sister and it won't let go and man pit bulls bite vicious you know they're locked jaw so like really heavy situation and old mate this 88 year old dude leonard he's just like run out seeing this like three foot nutcracker ornament and it's like everything that you'd think it's got like the round face with the jaw that flaps up and down and you know wearing the the red marching coat picks it pulls it out of the ground and just starts attacking this thing and it let go Praise the Lord. Yeah, praise God. Like, yeah. that's a really, really heavy situation to be in, that but is. it's just so cool to see. Ugh, I just, I just like, I just, okay, so there's a few good things going for this story. Firstly, it's an epic story about an old person doing something really, really Uh-huh. Epic. Uh, I eat no spring chicken. And it's on Christmas. And... It's the nutcracker. I mean, come on, like, let's, let's face it. He's gone after him with the nutcracker. It's like the best. I'm just like, this is awesome. This is such a good story. Of course, you know, um, I, I don't know what came of the dog. Hopefully it just got trained out of doing that. Hopefully that's the. Yeah, the I'm a little step. bit, I'm a little bit harsh when it comes to dogs that attack people, uh, mm. unprovoked and for no reason. Um, I take a very strong stand on that. I don't take a strong stand against uh, pit bulls because I think that, um, you know, all of the pit bulls that I've ever met were beautiful dogs. Mm. But if you have a dangerous dog, it needs to go. Simple as that. Fully. Um, and if it's done at once, you can never, ever trust that animal again. Um, no matter how much training you can give it. Learned that growing up in the bush where we had dogs, and you know, once once a dog, for instance, gets gets a taste of uh, chickens, you can never trust that dog again. You can give it as much training as you want; it's not going to work. It's not going to happen. It's mm. um, you know, it's just a sad reality. Uh, that's my opinion. Yeah, you can share a different opinion. I don't mind, but yeah, that's give us a call. that's that's where I stand on these kind of things. Um, and if I ever owned a dog that attacked a person. Uh, for you know a wrong reason, like a guard dog kind of thing is a different kind of story. But if I owned a dog that mm. just randomly attacked a person, that dog would be put down. Yeah, fully. Okay, all right. Next, where, okay. where are we heading to next? Okay, this is where we're heading to next. I'm going to tell you guys a story about myself because God is this good. Amen. Praise Amen. God. Amen. I just want to tell you just a quick story. Um, that uh, oh, man, this is this is just this really cool little thing that happened. Um. Just over the last couple of weeks, um, I got booked, which always isn't great. I got booked for um, driving my car without P plates. Uh, well, actually, this week I got my full license, so I don't have to worry about that anymore. But I got booked for driving my car without P plates. And actually, the context for that was that I was working when it was coming up to our evangelistic series. I was like handing out flyers, like, and, and I was trying to get flyers to all the other people who were doing the, the letterboxing, you know, um, for our series. And I was, you know, going, you know, doing God's work and praying a lot and, you know, um, yeah, just in a really spiritual kind of environment. And then out of nowhere, you see the lights flashing in your rear view and it's like, oh man, this is the worst. And I got booked. I got booked for, for not having P plates and I was just, Super bummed about it, and because I'm um like a poor Bible worker, I left it for as long as I possibly could. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, I have to step up to my 
full license because my license is going to expire. But then at the same time, if I step up to my full license, then I have to pay the fine. Mm-hmm. So I've just been putting it off until this. This is literally the week where my license expires. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, just been putting it off and putting it off. Anyway, rock up to the RTA. Bear in mind, I got this fine in December. So when you, um, not December, sorry, September. I was so, going to say, that's a bit of a, you've done well in putting that off for 12 months. No, no, no. I've been putting off, I've put off uh, fines in the past. I've never managed to uh, put one off for 12 months. No, I got this fine, I got this September. fine in September. Okay, yeah. And um, I was like, okay, you know, I'm going into the RTA. I'm like, man, I'm going to have to shell out so much money. This is going to be the worst. And um, yeah, I rocked up, you know, got in line, filled out my form. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Um, I know, like I said to the lady at the desk i was like look i know that i have like a you know uh an infringement on my account like that i'll need to pay off and she's like oh oh okay she seemed kind of confused she's like i'll, I'll just have a look for you and she's scrolling through and she's like there's nothing here i'm like what do you mean there's nothing there i'm like she's like look there is absolutely nothing here you have no infringements you have no outstanding fines your license is good and um yeah also now like you don't have to do a driver driver you know, qualification test anymore to get your full license. So she was like, oh, you don't have to do that either. And I was like, sweet. Praise the Lord. So I just fully, I fully, <laughs> like, uh, I you fully got from, away went, with you it. You went from being under the law to being under grace right there. Amen. I would recommend that you stay under grace. I Yeah, I, I am. I'm like fully going to. And I think in that situation, like, it was just simply that, look, I was in a situation where I was doing God's work, I was following him with everything that I had, and these different things come up, and, like, God was merciful on me, he was graceful on me in that situation, he knew where I was at financially, he was like, Lawson can't cop this, and he worked it out, that's that's my theory anyway, hey, I think that it was a miracle because I was praying about it, but yeah, hey, if you have any cool miracle stories, any practical miracles, give us a call, 1-800-324-843, this is Thy... I'm so confused I know I heard you loud and clear So I followed through Somehow I ended up here I don't want to think I may never understand my broken heart is a part of your plan When I try to pray, all I got is hurt in these four words Thy will be done Thy will be done Thy will be done
That was Hilary Scott with the Scott family. Thy will here on Faith FM. Lawson, give us another clue for that quiz. Who okay. is this person? Another clue in the quiz. Okay. I am spoken of only in only one book of the New Testament. We also know that this guy was a New Testament priest in the division of Abijah. But, uh, yeah, obviously no double prizes up for grabs today because Lyle ruined it all and ran to the quiz. So, 1-800-324-843, and you can still win a prize. Please give us a call. What's going on, Lyle? What's going okay, on? Okay, so we've got world? some big news happening in the uh, Religious Liberty Department. Um, the government has just re- released the second draft of its Religious Freedom Bill for public comment, and I think there'll be a lot of... Uh, Comment that will be made in relationship to this. There are 11 major changes that have taken place, uh, some of them increasing freedom and some of them decreasing freedom. Hmm. Um, the, so to begin with, we have uh, things like charities, hospitals, aged care are allowed to have what is called discriminatory staffing. Now, that sounds bad, but it's actually a good thing. Mm-hmm. Basically, what that means is that if you are a hospital or an aged care of a particular faith, you are allowed to preference members of your faith when hiring. Mm -hmm. So you might be running an aged care facility and you might say, for instance, okay, well, we're a Seventh-day Adventist church, so we'll we'll use ourselves as an example. Let's say that uh, um, we want to maintain a Seventh-day Adventist atmosphere, ethos, ethic, etc., uh, within our staffing um, so that we can, you know, present that to the people that are a part of the aged mm. care facility, then we have the right to do so. We can preference Seventh-day Adventist staff over and above, you know, people of other faiths or whatever it might be. So that is uh, that wasn't there in the, in the last, basically in the last uh, bill, if the enterprise was seen as a commercial enterprise rather than a worship-based enterprise, then uh, discriminatory staffing was not allowed. And so, you know, a lot of these um, institutions like hospitals and aged care facilities um, and charities. So, for instance, Vinnie's, you know, they could not hire just, you know, Roman Catholic people. Well, they could not preference Roman Catholic people. Mm. I think St. Vinnie's is Roman Catholic. Are they Anglican? I think they're Roman Catholic. But, you know, they can't preference. uh, They couldn't preference that. And they're like, well, because they're a commercial enterprise, Mm. Um, even though they are a charity, but now charities are allowed to do so. Um, so things like ADRA, um, the Salvos, you know, who run a lot of charities, um, are able to preference hiring people who are Salvation Army members. Mm-hmm. So this is a very, very positive thing, um, something that was desperately needed. Um, and, of course, our uh, Prime Minister, Scott Morrison, said that, you know, in introducing it, that Australia is a country of respect and tolerance, mm. which is a, a good thing. I, I, I like to see that, and I think that, uh, generally speaking, that is the case. On the other hand, conscientious objections have been narrowed. Conscientious object, objector status has been narrowed. So in the previous bill, it was much wider as far as who was allowed to object to doing something that was against their faith. So mm. nurses, midwives, doctors, uh, psychologists, and pharmacists are allowed to receive conscientious objector status for performing you know, certain uh, medical procedures, whatever it might be, based on their faith. Mm. And so if you're a Christian, for instance, who does not believe in abortion, you can recommend 
that the person goes to somebody else mm. rather than being forced to perform that abortion yourself. Um, and I think that just makes common sense. Yeah, fully. Uh, it's not hard to go someplace else and you can just, you know, we, we all get the fact that different people have different religious views and there are different things that people do or don't do as a result of those views. Why should we be upset by it? Why should we be offended by it? You know, just go and find somebody else. Mm. Now, I think that those conscientious uh, objector statuses should be very, very broad so that um, anybody in any position cannot be forced to provide a service that is in violation of their beliefs. Mm. I don't think it should be just applied to nurses, midwives, doctors, psychologists, and pharmacists. We have had some examples in Australia of terrible discrimination against people because of their faith, because they have merely expressed their faith. And the courts have upheld that. Um, you know, people completely stripped of their religious rights and liberties. Which you know, so for instance, the uh, photographer in Western Australia, you know, as far as I can see, he'd be left out in the cold in a situation yeah, well, like this. Mm. Um, okay, but when it comes to discrimination against aged care, um, as far as people goes, discrimination is not allowed on any grounds. Objection to procedures are allowed. So you cannot discriminate against a person on their religion, their faith, their uh, gender, their identity, whatever it might be, and I think that's that's appropriate. Um, it's an objection to procedures, mm. and so you're allowed to object to certain procedures. I think that's um, a positive thing. Uh, now, one of the other areas in which it has been broadened, which uh, so coming back, flicking back to the positive again, um, camps, conferences, conference centres are uh, allowed to preference in their staffing people of their faith. Huh, so this is important, particularly, yeah. you know, we, we operate a bunch of these kind of sites and if it wasn't for this, we would be forced to employ, you know, have a manager of, of one of our sites who has no faith whatsoever at all um, would be very challenging for us. Yeah, fully would be. Because with all of our, with all of our campsites and campgrounds and our conference centres, you know, we like to present, you know, present our faith and to present it in a positive light. And if we weren't allowed, we're not allowed to do that, and we, you know, are forced to have purely secular people there. I suspect that we would simply close all of them down. Mm. And of course, we didn't have that um, provision in the previous legislation. Something that I think is exceptionally important in this new draft is that the word vilify has been defined. Mm -hmm. And so, one of the most dangerous things that we've seen in Australia in recent times, particularly down in Tasmania. Uh, where they have you know anti discrimination legislation, uh, you know discrimination and vilification has not been defined. It's as broad and as open as you want it to be, and it's entirely up to the interpretation of the person who feels like they may or may not have been vilified or discriminated against. Mm. And so, if you just simply feel bad about what somebody said, if you're just a snowflake then you can take somebody to court and you can win in court because there is no definition for vilification. So here they have brought in a definition for vilification, which means to incite hatred or violence. Mm. And I think that's a good thing. I don't think that anybody should be inciting hatred or inciting violence. Uh, of course, uh, there has been some pushback to the new uh, draft bill 
Um, from uh, one of the points being that it will override the Tasmanian Anti-Discrimination Act, which I think is fantastic because uh, they've pretty much lost their minds down there with their bill. It's one of the worst pieces of legislation in Australia. Yeah, well. As far as religious liberty goes. In fact, it just kind of pretty much strips the state of religious liberty. Mm. Okay, uh, moving on to other stories. Uh, Moving across to Saudi Arabia, they've uh, um, just released a landmark decision. Uh, where men and women, when you think about this one, Lawson, are now allowed to use the same doorway when entering a restaurant. Oh, man. This Doesn't that re- blow your mind? This is revolutionary. <laughs> of course, they... Uh, they um, oh, and also, they no longer uh, have to sit behind... Women no longer are forced to sit behind a petition when they are in said restaurant. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's actually quite revolutionary for a Saudi Arabia. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, what was it, just last year that they were allowed to drive, women were allowed to drive cars mm. for the first time. It was the year before that uh, women were allowed, under very special circumstances, to enter a sports stadium for the, for the first time if they were accompanied by family members and stayed in a family-only area. Mm. Um, so this is pretty full-on kind of things happening uh, for that particular country, but it's good to see uh, some freedoms coming to Saudi Arabia. Of course, this was uh, a piece of legislation that they buried in, you know, many many pages of uh, changes to building codes, yeah. so that it didn't create too much tension throughout the company country. Uh, there have been some places in Jeddah and Riyadh where various restaurants have been in contravention of the uh, existing legislation, you know, mm. because they're trying to encourage trade and so forth. Um, and then you've got your Western restaurant chains that ch- chains that have created family areas. Um, and then areas for single men and for single women. Mm. Uh, but, of course, small restaurants that only have one door, uh, women are simply not allowed to go there at all. Yeah, wow. So, yeah, pretty heavy place, uh, Saudi Arabia. Anyway, this is Carly Fletcher with Follow the Lamb. We will keep the commandments of God Through the faithfulness of Jesus Christ With patient endurance and faith We will follow, follow the Lamb We will follow the Lamb Wherever He goes Walking in the light On this narrow road We will give our lives for the cross 
And joining us on the phone this morning for his monthly update is Kent Kingston from Signs Magazine. Kent, welcome to the show. Thanks very much, Lyle. It's fantastic to be here and g'day Australia. And Kent, I understand we have another edition of Signs that has come out already. That's right. Welcome to December. Um, uh, Look, I've been uh, a, a bit of a Grinch up to now. Um, you know, resenting the fact that Christmas decorations start appearing in those shops, you know, in, in September and then October and then November, and I'm still rolling my eyes. But now that we have arrived at December, I have to concede defeat and say, well, yes, it is December. It is the month of Christmas. So let's talk about it. So we, we, we do have a Christmas, a Christmas front cover story for uh, this month's edition of Signs of the Times magazine. So can we call it the uh, Signs of the Times Christmas edition? Yeah, we could. We we totally could. I mean, look, there there is the usual mix of of various issues. It's not you know wall to wall Christmas. Um, there there is some relief from the uh, the incessant jingle of sleigh bells. Don't worry. Um, but yes, we've we've certainly paid attention to the to the season and the the reason for the season. And is this something that Science does every year uh, in their their December, I should say, edition of Science? Oh, look, as we go through the year, you know, preparing magazines for, we do um, keep in mind, you know, what uh, at what point that magazine will come out and what's going on at that time. So, yeah, if it is coming around uh, March or April, we'll try to make sure we get a bit of an Easter message in there. Or if it's coming out in May, we'll, you know, maybe have a, a Mother's sort of focused article because it's Mother's Day, ditto September Father's Day. You know, if, if they're like the Olympics is happening next year in, you know, in Japan and we'll probably, you know, have a few sport oriented articles, you know, because of that. Um, but yeah, we, so similarly, you know, yes, we, with Christmas, we do, um, try to, you know, pay attention to, um, to the season and, and what people are interested in. And I mean, for, for example, we, we have a, a list near the end of the magazine, or not a list, a map of Australia and New Zealand and all the different sites where um, various um, nativity plays that open, you know, to the public are happening. So, you know, this is all, all the way from, you know, from Perth to to Canberra to Christchurch in in New Zealand, um, all all over the place. Um, a lot of them are under the um, the Road to Bethlehem sort of franchise banner, but there are some um, others, like for example in Townsville, there's um, Stable on the Strand. They call it there. I think that's a a, a sort of a a mixed sort of church effort. A lot of churches in the area come together to provide that public event, or or in the Adelaide Hills, the um, the Lutherans um, put on a uh, uh, a nativity play in the main street during the the Lights of Lobethal, um sort of festival there. Um, so yeah, that's I mean that's all the way from eighth from the eighth to the twenty third of December. So that's that's starting pretty soon. Yeah, fantastic. That's 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 awesome, and. Uh there's a lot of different, obviously, angles you could take on the Christmas story. What uh, particular angle have you taken this year? Well, our front cover story is entitled The Christmas Invasion. Um, and this is obviously not language that we that we normally think of in, in regards to Christmas. Christmas includes 
some incredible paradoxes because it's a lovely, sweet, gentle story of an innocent little baby being born in very humble circumstances. And, and of course, we think, well, how could that possibly be, you know, be characterized or described uh, as an invasion? But I guess that it's sort of like, um, you know, if you introduce the, you know, the, the virus into the computer program, it might be just one little switch in, in the code, but it can have incredible ripple effects. And, and in a much more positive, uh, way than a computer virus, you know, the birth of Jesus nearly 2000 years ago, um, in, uh, in, in Bethlehem there, has had a, a ripple effect and it. it's a ripple effect that you know starts within human hearts and ripples out to families it ripples out to communities it ripples out to societies um and and it has cosmic significance um in terms of that sort of behind the scenes battle between good and evil those those spiritual forces that are that are battling away there for our souls battling away there for for control of this planet um you know in coming as a baby uh Jesus you know the God the Son made himself incredibly vulnerable you know to insert himself into our our messy um and broken situation here on planet earth but it's an incredibly profound thing that he did you know to identify with us in in that way and an incredibly powerful thing to do to um yeah to to arrive in that manner and to be right here um, as the um the ancient prophet Isaiah you know described it Emmanuel God with us yeah and i guess there's plenty of people that uh, might question whether Jesus was actually the son of god but no one can question mm. the ripple effect that Jesus has had on the planet oh that's right absolutely even in a in a secular history sense um i think there's a uh, there's a, a professor of history, I think, here in Sydney, um, in Macquarie University. There, he says, if you can find me a full professor of of classics, of ancient history, of you know, like relevant disciplines, who believes that um, that Jesus isn't a real historical figure, he says, I'll, I'll eat a page of my Bible. Um, <laughs> and this is a, <laughs> this is a challenge that he's thrown out for for several years now, and uh, and so far, no one has taken him up on this and he's put this in the in the public media this this challenge um so yeah certainly jesus is um you know, uh, was a real historical figure and there's absolutely no doubt that when it comes to looking at you know who had the most influence of any historical figure uh jesus of nazareth absolutely has to be you know right at the top of that list i mean you think like right now um there are more people who consider themselves christians than any other religion on the planet i mean you know, we talk about the decline of Christianity, and certainly, yes, we are. You know, probably struggling in, in terms of growth in some ways, but still, you know, the majority of people um, on this planet who, you know, well, no, sorry, the Christians aren't a majority, but the largest religion um, on this planet, you know, consists of people who believe that Jesus of Nazareth was indeed the Son of God, indeed God the Son, which is, you know, a subtly different thing. Mm, mm, absolutely. Kent, what else have you got in, uh, in this edition, the, the December edition of Science Magazine? Uh, look, all sorts of stuff. Um, I mean, we can go from that sort of he heavy sort of cosmic stuff to, um, uh, oh, look, I'm, I'm just, I'm looking over the contents here and just thinking, what, what do I, there's so much good stuff. <laughs> what, what do I bring up? Look, there's a great article, um, and, 
focusing on uh, the Disney Corporation and in particular the Toy Story franchise. And earlier this year we had Toy Story 4 come out and uh, Mark Hadley, who's our sort of resident uh, cultural critic and, and you know, media, you know, film writer, looks at the trajectory of Toy Story over the years. And um, this is actually coming up in a in a podcast on I'm um, sorry a, in a radio episode on Faith FM. It'll I think it'll probably be here probably that yeah probably this week. Um, Mark Hadley talks about Toy Story and how at the beginning um, in the very first installment of the Toy Story franchise we have the toys so keen to belong to their owner, you know, to the, the kid who, who plays with them, you know, Andy. It's just the, the way that those toys define themselves. It's their reason for existence. It's the, you know, when they're separated from Andy, it's just the most desperate disaster that they have to fix up, you know, and that this is the plot of the movie. But by the time you get to the fourth um, and may pop, probably the final installment of the Toy Story movies, we, we have the character, like Woody, you know, the main character actually saying, you know what? Maybe life isn't about being, you know, played with by a kid. Maybe life is all about striking out on my own and being my own person. You know, I don't want to be owned. I don't want to be needed. I don't need to be needed. And it's it's sort of this message of I get you could call it empowerment, self actualization, and all this sort of stuff. But it's also a very, I don't know, a very radically individualistic and possibly isolating message that sort of suggests to kids as they're watching it, you know, you don't need anyone. You you are not owned by anyone. You are not accountable to anyone. It's, you know, the purpose of life is just to get out there and find your own happiness, find your own pleasure, and, and that's it. Um, and Mark Hadley sees that as a bit of a scary trend. I, I don't know what you think, Lyle. Yeah, well, I mean, just looking at it from the standpoint of social connectedness and, you know, um, people have researched the Rosetto effect in the United States and, and noted that social connectedness is the single greatest contributor to, you know, just to physical health. Um, and mm. individualism tends to go the opposite direction. You know, I don't need anyone. I am my own person. Um, I don't need to be connected. I don't need to be part of a community is um, a pretty scary thought when you when you when you think about it and you know you can see where a lot of this goes in society today um, and we do need young people to be able to stand on their own feet we don't want to you know be encouraging them to be still living at home when they're in their 30s and these kinds of things but at the same Absolutely. time yeah that's not what we're not what we're encouraging by any stretch of the imagination but we don't want people to disconnect yeah, yeah, absolutely, and 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 I think the point that Mark gets to here is, um, th- is the spiritual consequences of that idea too. You know, if if God is the one who created us, God is the one who who gave us a purpose, and we disconnect ourselves from that. You know, what are the consequences for that? You know, psychologically, um, you know, socially, in 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 all kinds of ways. So that is certainly an article uh, worth reading. It's, mm. it's interesting. It's it's fun, and but it certainly really really makes you think. Yeah, I can't wait to hear the podcast on that one as well. So that'll be coming out somewhat time this week uh, here on Faith FM yeah, Radio. That's right, that's right. Um, all, all, all very soon. <laughs> this week or very listen, soon. Listen out. Yes, listen out. Listen out. Yeah. Hey, we, we've got a, another really thought-provoking article, um, and, and this is probably an issue that is a little under 
uh, it, look, it, it doesn't probably get the airtime that it should on on mainstream media, and that is the issue of religious persecution. Um, I mean, to a certain extent, yes. You know, we hear about the plight of the Rohingya uh, Muslims in uh, Myanmar, or Burma, for example. Um, we've been hearing more about this situation in China mm, uh, recently, where where there are you know the the Uyghur Muslims in the in the west of of the country are you know being locked up in you know re-education camps and and this sort of stuff you know these sort of facts are emerging um and these are two examples probably you know the most prominent examples right now of uh, religious persecution that is happening around the world but there are a lot of places where people are facing this and there are all kinds of religious minorities that are facing this and some of them really don't get a whole lot of attention i mean for example um nigeria um nigeria is sort of on the fault line in africa between the muslim north and the christian south and um that fault line runs through nigeria and there has been for many decades now um a lot of violence between the the fulani herdsmen who are um mostly muslim and the um, the more uh, sort of settled you know christian villages in that area there has been an incredible lot of conflict and you can say well it's ethnicity it's about land yes but there is also a religious element to it and there are literally you know thousands of people who have been killed um in this conflict over over the last few decades we don't hear a lot about it there was that one situation with Boko Haram when they remember they um mm, kidnapped a whole lot of girls girls from a school yeah we heard about that you know Michelle Obama was in on it but that was just the tip of the iceberg of, of an issue that has been going on for a long time and continues to go on you know to this day um, so yeah, religious persecution, really, really underappreciated issue, I think. And particularly in developing countries where we just don't seem to care as much. You know, China, yeah. of course, we um, affects our our world economy so much. And so if there's an issue there, we're all sort of like, oh, what's going to happen here? Is there going to be sanctions? Is it going to hurt our back pocket? Whereas, you know, what happens in Nigeria, does that really affect us here in any significant way? And so do we really care about mm. it? But we need to be caring about religious liberty issues wherever they take place. Kent, uh, how do we get hold of Science Magazine? Well, look, the hub of our operations is our website, which is signsofthetimes.org.au. So you can actually check out those articles that I've been uh, discussing there um, because they are there on, on the website. We upload them at the beginning of every month. So, yeah, they're there right now. What you will miss out on, however, um, is some of those extra features. So that map I described of all the uh, Road to Bethlehem and other sort of nativity play locations around Australia and New Zealand, you actually need to get the print copy you know magazine in, in order to do that. But, you can, again, you can do that from the from the website. Um signsofthetimes.org.au, there's a subscribe button there. So, yeah, hit hit the subscribe button. It's actually only $26 for a whole year's supply of magazines. So you get one every month except January because so, we like to have a holiday too. <laughs> um, so, yeah, 11 magazines for 26 bucks. I mean, you, you do the maths and you realise that you, you're looking at, you know, less than a cup of coffee, you know, per magazine. Um, it's very, very affordable um, such that we encourage people, hey, subscribe to two, subscribe to more um, so you can share them with your friends because we really believe that, you know, it's, it's a little magazine, a little A5 magazine, uh, but we uh, believe it's a little magazine filled with, you know, big ideas and a lot of hope. Well, the thing is, as a, as a little magazine, it's very very easy to um, it's very easy to share 
Oh, that's right. Yeah, people um, yeah, have consistently said since that smaller format was introduced in 1991, I think, that this is great. You can just, you know, women say, I can just whack it in my purse. It stays there. Um, you know, it sits in the club box. It um, it can, yeah, it doesn't get crushed so easily as a sort of larger format magazine does. It's very portable, very easy to share. Um, you know, people, some people just like, they read it, enjoy it, and they leave it behind in the, you know, their GP's surgery or in the laundromat or, or whatever for other people to enjoy too. We certainly encourage that magazine. We, we, um, you know, one of our mottos is science is for sharing. So we do encourage people to, yeah, read it, enjoy it, pass it along. Fantastic. Uh, Kent Kingston, thank you so much for joining us again today. Not a problem at all. Um, that website again, signsofthetimes.org.au. Never miss an opportunity for a plug laugh. <laughs> no worries. That was Kent Kingston from Signs of the Times. We're going to uh, be right back after this song, the uh, news break, followed with Encounter with God. You're listening to Faith FM. Family hiding from the storm Found no place at the keeper's door It was for this a child was born To save a world so cold and hollow A sleeping town they did not know That lying in a manger alone a Savior King who had no home Has come to heal our sorrows Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart for God to write His story? Counting sheep at night Do not fear the glory light You are precious in His sight God has come to raise the lowly Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart for God to write His story? You can come as you are, but it may set you apart. When you make room in your heart and trade your dreams for His glory, Is there room in your heart? 
Is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart for God to write His story? You can come as you are, but it may set you apart when you make room in your heart and trade your dreams for His glory. Make room in your heart. Make room in your heart. Make room in your heart. Make room in your isn't enough for you, nothing's going to be enough for you. Because it's meant to be real. And real life stories have baggage. We know that Peter's a loose cannon. It's all about context. And he chose different personalities to express that because his personality is infinite. If it's a love song written to us, when we're at our lowest points, we've got backup. Like a lot of the rational arguments for the existence of God, they tend to work better after you believe. Hi, this is Luke from oztabletalk.com.au. Please join myself and some of my closest friends as we explore our faith through conversation, Bible study, interviews, and more. You can find us online at oztabletalk.com.au. That's oz as in Australia, A-U-S, tabletalk.com.au. Looking forward to seeing you there. Bye. I'm so glad that's recorded because I want to write that down. Yeah. <laughs> Someone called it a care package there. <laughs> wow. <laughs> How can I study the Bible better? I want to get to know Jesus, but where do I even start? Faith FM would like to invite you to a local Bible study group right here in Druin, where you can join with other people on a journey of discovery, learning about a loving and caring God who wants us to have the best life possible. We meet each Wednesday evening at 6.30pm in the Druin Library Conference Room. All are welcome, so invite your friends and family, and remember, there are no stupid questions. Each Wednesday evening, 6.30pm at the Druin Library Conference Room. For more information, call or text Ben on 0403 053 288. That's 0403 053 288. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio.
Chelsea's there.